Hey everybody, welcome back. Dr. Tom Miller and Lauren Waters here. We are on day three of our 10-day challenge. Hey Lauren, how are you? Doing well, how are you today? All right, so this we have talked about indicator one, clear, sustained mission and vision, and then clear, and then indicator two, we talked about um, you know, the uh, quality work of the school. So that's setting goals and having a strategy. And when I think about indicator uh, three, right? So if you've got your wheel of uh, success out and, and Lauren's gonna pop it up here for those that are uh, you know, uh, watching, you can look at your wheel and start to go, okay, all right. This, this, this indicator here is really heavy because it has to do with uh, um, really thinking forward. Right. Indicator three is really about say, OK, I've got my set plan around indicator two. I've got my goals and this is the education plan. But indicator three dives into, OK, I got to be constantly looking ahead. And Lauren and I, we've both been uh, school leaders and like looking ahead sometimes hard because we're just like minute. We're just like every second. Right. So this is where you start to really learn. If you've been in any of our time management uh, training programs talking about Covey's quadrants, this is a true quadrant two work. This is the important but not urgent because it's always looking ahead. So when I think about this, this is where you start to put your strategy down on a calendar of some kind. Uh, if you only have school for 180 or 185 and some some you know uh, schools go a lot less than that, um, you know, like when can I do these things, right? So indicator three talks about your highly active instructional leadership team, right? So having data analysis meetings and getting in the classrooms and, and, and you know, feedback and just, you know, really monitoring the plan and measuring those uh, goals, right? Having those goal conversations in set built time, either during my my day, right, or my week or my month, however it's built into your calendar. But one of the first mistakes we see is when schools don't build these days, these assessment days into their calendar or the um, or the review time, right, the analysis time, the discussion time into their weekly uh, schedule. It just it goes to the side, right? It's, it's just because the teachers are wore out. And if you're trying to have a data meeting at 430, like, you know, forget about it. It's just you're not going to get, you know, the best. Right. So so this is one of the first the first areas that 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 we ask about. And I remember, you know, talking to a school and, and we were helping them get, you know, through their plan. And it was almost like March at this time. And so I said, well, how many days of school do you guys have left? And they kind of mapped it out. It was only like 28 more actual instructional days. I'm like, okay, what are all the things you have to teach during that time? And it was enormous what they had to do. And you could tell they hadn't really backwards designed their school year. And that's really what indicator three as an instructional leadership team, you have to be able to help your teachers do this. And I'll be the first one to say, Lauren, this is not my uh, strength at all because you know, we had curriculum experts on our, you know, staff, luckily that did this. So leaders, if it's not your strength, it's okay, but you got to have someone on your team or in your district or in your organization, or maybe this is where you go hire a third party to help you build an organized plan around your uh, goals and strategies. And Lauren, I know you want to hit yeah. on something. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I was just going to add, um, that this is where just having that awareness is so key. You know, you're not going to be an expert in all 10 of these indicators, 
um, that we're going to be touching on over the next few days. But having that awareness will then at least help you identify um, where are my areas of weakness? Okay, you know, Tom, you said this one might not be your strength. So who on my team is this a strength of so that I can make sure they are also now aware? Yeah, no, I love that because I, I just said this to my wife yesterday. I was like, man, if someone builds me a plan, I can follow it. But man, if you want to ask me to build my own plan, I'm I'm just all over the place. And 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 so this, like if I was fully in charge and if I was the only leader and had to like be that highly active instructional team and lead that to make sure the professional development was lined up to uh to our you know curriculum and 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 our instructional methods and maybe most importantly how to analyze data how to read reports correctly like that would not be my thing like we'd be good but we wouldn't be great right so you really got to find someone who's experienced that um and because leadership you know it it, it needs to be caught it just it it just can't be taught so just you know reading a book and being like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But now I need to see someone to do it. So if you'll see, this, this uh, indicator has five substandards. And my favorite one is probably the last one, the build by borrowing, which I believe, Lauren, when we look at our uh, scores, this is one of the lowest substandards that we see is that you know leaders uh, don't always get a chance to go see other schools. And that's what build by borrowing is like, hey, like, what's a high performing school in your area? And can I go see it? Because what you may want to do is bring your bring your instructional team to that school to actually like catch that culture to catch those, you know, those conversations in, uh, in uh, data meetings, and, and what are the resources and what are the questions asked? And, and how, you know, how are the teachers really driving those uh, meetings? Because if the, if the leader is doing all the talking in it, instructional, you know, meeting, that's a problem, right? But it may start that way, Lauren, right? But I mean, but eventually it has to be bottom up, whoever is closest to the data has to be, right? Those those thought leaders, those uh, strategists to really create uh, better results. Absolutely. And in general, I would, I wanted to point out, um, you know, this is our norm data wheel of success. So out of 438 school leaders, this is the results and indicator three is one of the lower ones. So this is something that a lot of schools struggle with and why I think it's so important that um, again, that awareness is there and, you know, why I think this tool is just so critical to have some of those hard conversations and map out a plan so that you can track your progress for your individual school. Maybe you're at a two, how can we become a three um, and, and keep working your way up to, a level five. Yeah. I mean, you can see if you turn this wheel upside down, right. You like, you start to have some balance with the mission and Hey, we got an education plan of goals, but then it's just, it just goes flat. Cause like, Oh, well we have no one to oversee it or we don't have the right people in place. And that's what indicator three and four are going to talk about. Lauren, can you go back aside so we can look at these uh, substandards? So just, just a little warning here, right? So as you're working through these substandards with your team and you're having conversations around, okay, what would this look like? You know, quadrant two. So a lot of this has to be done. Like we are recording this January 15th. Like the work for next year needs to start to happen now, right? You need to start to book professional development. You need to start to build out your uh, uh, school calendar, your master calendars, your um, you know, training kind of like all these pieces really need to be looking at, you know, three to six months ahead so you can really get this in play. 
And this build by borrowing piece, right? It's it's great practice. You know, we have our our school leader consortium between two and four times a year. We all meet up at high uh, performing schools in North Carolina. We're going to start doing it uh, down in Florida here too. So we invite you, email us, and we'll you know uh, get your coordinator so you can come and see. Uh, some of the schools, but you don't have to travel to North Carolina. You've got high performing schools in your area, right? So just call up and say, hey, can I come and visit and bring my team? But just be wary of um, SOS, right? Little SOS for SOS, shiny object syndrome. You know, what What I see happen is that, you know, I, I go um, to a school, I see that they're using a, a specific program or, you know, whatever it may be. And they go, okay, we're going to buy that. And what they don't realize is that, you know, going back to the purpose of a goal, you know, the purpose of the goal is not to necessarily achieve the goal. It's to grow into the organization or the person who can achieve that goal, like through habit. And that's what these high performing schools have done. Right. So if you go start changing your your uh, practices it, like a big and, and then just assume that it's it's like the you know problem solver, it's probably going to fall flat. So just be very careful of what you start to adopt just grow from where you are right there's nothing wrong with growing from where you are and lauren was you know uh, sharing like at her school you know they they were using map right lauren go ahead and, and then what you learned right after you guys use a little bit you had to kind of you know back up right yeah absolutely so you know touching on this top uh bullet point here the highly active instructional leadership team and you mentioned, Tom, having that those bottom-up conversations. I think that so often schools um, stay down here in the bottom with those conversations. It's a lot of focus on um, sharing the data with the teachers and wanting to see how that's translating into the classroom. But we can't forget to share our data with our other stakeholders. And that goes all the way to um, you know, the executive directors of the school, the board members, the parents. And that's something that I would say is a, is a pitfall that we see some schools, they're not sharing, they're are having these data conversations with all stakeholders. Um, so that's one thing that I think is really important. And then personally, our experience is this ongoing professional development. You know, you're constantly onboarding new staff members over the years as your school's growing, um, or maybe you're experiencing turnover, whatever it may be. But uh, we found that when the teachers haven't bought into the assessment tool, let's say that you're using to get the data, um, yeah. it's hard for them to then believe in the results that they're seeing. And so really taking the time to bring in an expert in that area for us, it was map testing. So bringing in um, the map consultants to help our staff and the instructional you know, coaches and leaders better understand the tool we were using and then how to understand the results we were seeing really helped our whole staff um, have that buy-in into the results that we were getting from our kids. Yeah, so many really amazing points, right? So I want to pull out a couple. Otherwise, this I mean, this you know, recording might be five hours because Lauren just really started to dig on some gold here. Like, there's so many, one of the most dangerous ways to lead is through assumptions, but that's 90% of what happens, right? We just assume that teachers know how to have data meetings. We assume that they know how to analyze. We assume that they know how to do these things. And then we set them up in like a situation and it doesn't, it doesn't hit. 
And then it just creates this, you know, frustration and resentment and whatever, because I don't have clarity. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know what it means, right? But I'm kind of afraid to say to my supervisor, I don't really know what this means. And the supervisor is saying, I don't know what this means either, right? So now you got two like uh, two like people looking at the same data going, oh, that's that's nice. Or what's this low hanging fruit? Oh, you know, look at these two or three kids that failed. Let's just put them in a small group. It's really about knowing what is the data telling me, right? You know, because the answer is in the question. What is the data telling me? And then what changes do I need to make? So we're going back to indicator two, everybody. Remember, what did students learn and what are we going to do? Well, this is what this is the really important standard that you have to have in play to even start that plan, right? So, and then the training piece, I mean, look, everybody, let's be gracious. It takes 10,000 hours to be an expert. So if I teach reading one hour a day for 180 days, I'm only getting maybe, you know, 90 hours of actual practice at that plus and then I okay so then my I had you know three hours of maybe training during a work day at the start of the year I mean you know it takes a long time to get really good so making sure you have ongoing right there's a key word in that substandard introductory and ongoing professional development it can't just be a one and done exercise so there's a lot of really deep aspects here we go uh, deeper in the book around how to lead effective meetings how to work with you know people, how to communicate with people, but this is this is a really important standard, um, and as you can see, it's a standard that most schools need need to focus on. And the challenge could be that most schools aren't able to do it alone; they need help. So go out and find that external help. Ask a school leader to mentor you. Uh, find a third party that can really support your goals, um, and it's okay. You know, it's okay because this is this is a growth goal uh, for sure. Lauren, any other thoughts you want to, uh, you know, the only thing I have, you know, written down is the is the time per day. <clears throat> and and so, like, maybe, you know, we'll definitely hit more on that in, on like indicator four. But if you only have 180 days of instruction and you only have seven hours per day uh, where everybody's in the building together, you have to be so focused with your time because it just flies by. And so this this indicator and indicator four really, really focus on you understanding with clarity, what's my job? Where should I be spending my time? Who should I be spending it with? And how do we organize the day so so our um, so our teachers can really think and analyze and and take action steps about uh, creating improvement. All right. So go to 10indicators.com, take your assessment if you haven't, download your wheel, uh, get your scores and, and put them on your wheel and set up that meeting right now with your leadership team and say, hey, everybody take this assessment. We're going to meet, you know, for two hours and we're going to talk about our scores as a whole uh, and then, you know, get the book. And you can get the book and everybody can read the book as a team and, and really start to build out your um, skinny strategic plans. We call them those 90 day uh, plans, those action steps are going to help create and get better results. So uh, so that's all for indicator three. We will see you on the next what I think is the most important. Well, it's one of the 10 most important indicators uh, that uh, we have. That's indicator four. Bye bye.